with insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. And now, your Jewish Patriot, Cindy Gross. Hello, welcome to 2023, and welcome to our first show of the year of the Jewess Patriot. I am your host, Cindy Gross. You don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. I am today's premier Jewish woman activist, talking about the headlines and trends that affect the Jewish community and the non-Jewish community, and find the areas of common ground we have to work together to make this world a better place. My Jewish name is Zisel Peril, Sweet Pearl in Yiddish. So join me in my opening pearls of wisdom. Well, my glass is almost full with pearls. My pearls of wisdom somehow relate to my last show of 2022 and a new outlook for 2023. I am going to say my glass is full, and I hope you're going to say yours is too, full of hope. And the only way we're going to have that hope is by thinking positive and by taking the small steps we need to make sure that the things that bothered us in 2022 at least have baby steps to change. I'll tell you one thing that I think happened in 2022 that was so historic and that I call the most important uh, episode or event of 2022, and that was the death of the queen. Because who knows when? It could be another 200 years before we say, God bless a queen. It's always going to be a king. And I am looking and how the royal family acted, going out to the people, shaking hands, hugging people, listening to them. We saw it on television around the world. And I am saying that's what our political leaders from all parties have to do. Our organization leaders have to do. Our media has to do. And even around our dinner tables our community meetings, our school board meetings, we all have to come together and listen to each other. Whether we agree or not, take those steps to try to work together. We actually have more in common than we don't. Our first guest, I can't believe we are starting the show with the same topic we ended But over the holidays, a very important book and a very important report came out regarding the alarming rates of anti-Semitism. And as a Jewish activist, I stress this. People who hate Jews 
hate other people. If an act of anti-Semitism is happening in New York, it's probably happening in farmlands across the country. And it doesn't matter if your state is a red state or a blue state. Somebody who has a dislike for the Jewish people or who goes on social media and see things that they think will give them some kind of power, they will go and imitate it and make it worse. So I'm really excited to have Dove Hyken here. I know Dove many years. I know his family. I've worked with Dove on many, many events, uh, protests and rallies. And I'm very excited to share with you the book because it is really a book that everybody can learn from. And many of you know, as the education activist I am, I will never give up the fight of quality education in our public our private, and our homeschooling situations. And instead of bringing you another story about a fight among parents at school boards, I wanted to bring to you something very positive. I am very lucky that I am involved with an organization that was started by concerned parents and about the needs of students with special concerns, whether physical, emotional, and they built an award-winning school. Not only is it just a school, but the Kulanu organization has worked within the community and has made special services and private schooling for students with special needs a community voice. And I'm bringing you two of the people that work there because I want you to see that a few parents in a local situation can and will make a difference. I'm also going to discuss with you my thoughts of the swearing-ins of many elected officials. Many people I know are getting elected that I've been friends with for many years, and I'm very excited. And later in the show, I'm going to bring you my exclusive thoughts about Congressman George Santos, who was sworn in this week. So we have a huge show. Sit back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Jewess Patriot. As I said before, I closed 2022 on the topic of anti-Semitism, and I wasn't planning on starting 2023 discussing anti-Semitism, but it was because of the outpouring of interest on getting involved in the fight that I needed to invite our next guest. Many of you know Dove Hyken because you've seen him on Fox. You know he's a former assemblyman. He uh, founded Americans Against Anti-Semitism, and he has spent his life as a Jewish activist. 
And let me be clear, when I talk about hating Jews, usually people that hate Jews have hate for others as well. So this is a message that really goes beyond just the Jewish circle. But I'm so happy that so many of you, our friends who are Christian Zionists, who support the state of Israel, who understand the history of the Jewish people, want to help us in the battle of fighting anti-Semitism. Dove is here to discuss his brand new book and to discuss a brand new report that he is very much involved in regarding the war on anti-Semitism. Dove, thank you so much for joining the show. Cindy, it's a pleasure to be with you and thank you for the opportunity. Well, the book is number one on Amazon. And I must tell people, the book itself is like a coffee table book. It is I compare it to a book that you would have on a fashion designer or architectural digest. It's called A Brief and Visual History of Anti-Semitism. It's over 500 pages. It's broken down into nine units. And we could probably spend an hour talking about just each unit. But in the brief few minutes we are here, I just want to tell people you really break it down very nicely and in a very simple way so that you don't have to be somebody who is a history professor or, right. you know, Jewish to understand from the beginnings and the peripheration, the uh, apex of it, the secularization, which is very important and a very big part of what uh, our audience doesn't know much about. But I think that it's going to have to be a topic that Jewish leadership has to address better. So we're going to stay off that. But I want to talk about uh the politics involved in anti-Semitism because there is you are a Democrat registered Democrat. I am a registered right. Republican, but we agree two thousand percent when it comes to fighting hate and fighting anti-Semitism. There is no leeway in our thought about what anti-Semitism is, anti-Zionism is and supporting our people. So tell us, in your mind, and what you wrote together with your executive director, the book is from the organization, about the politics and anti-Semitism today. Yeah. Uh, Well, first of all, I just want to say about the book, we don't want to scare anybody. You know, when you say 600 pages, (laughs) you know, somebody may say, that's not for me, that's too much reading. All I can say to all your uh, listeners, there's nothing like this book that exists anywhere in the world. It is done in a way, two years of work, two years of hard work. It is done in a magnificent way, dealing with anti-Semitism, going back to the period of uh, Greece, Rome, up until literally uh, this period of time. Uh, And one of the special features of this book, which is, again, like no other book, is the visual part. You put an app on your phone, doesn't cost anything, and there are 70 videos you can watch of the things you're reading about. You're reading about uh, the United Nations voting on partition of the state of Israel in 1947. It's, the book says, scan me. You use your phone and you actually watch the video of the United Nations in 1947. There are 70 of those videos. And this is a book for Jew and non-Jew, young person, older person. It's a, uh, it will open up your, you know, uh, everybody 
there are a lot of people, you know, who they love Israel. They love the Jewish people. They understand that anti-Semitism is not just about the Jewish people. It's about all of us. And, and if we do not address it, if we don't deal with it, it will affect all of us. We know that, unfortunately, from past, uh, past history. So having knowledge, understanding, like, for instance, you know, today, you know, the new anti-Semitism, as you know, uh, Cindy, you know, some of my best friends are Jews, right? AOC will tell you, Omar Taleb, they will tell you that some of their best friends are Jews. We've heard that before. And these people indulge in vicious, uh, hate towards Israel. They're, they're anti-Zionist. They love Jews, but they are anti-Zionist. They support BDS, boycott, divestment, and sanction. You know, one country in the world, there's no other BDS movement, by the way, for China, for Russia, or any other country in the world. So when you pick the Jewish state, the one place in the world, uh, you know, the Jewish state, and we're going to boycott sanction and, and so on, that's called anti-Semitism by definition. So this book is is uh, an amazing piece of work. Again, a brief and visual history of anti-Semitism. Uh, it's doing very well on Amazon and will be in bookstores very, very soon. Uh, as you know, Cindy, you and I have been talking for a long, long time, very long time. But you know what, Cindy? Things have gotten much worse. I yes. thought they were bad four years ago, you know, when I left the New York State Assembly after 36 years. Oh, one second. I need to point out something else. While I'm a registered Democrat, you know quite well that I probably have supported more Republicans over my career than any other Democrat in the history of the Democratic Party. Because the truth is that I am a registered American. I love this country. This is a great country that we live in. And sometimes, uh, you know, the Democrat is better, sometimes the Republican. These days, I can't find, you know, Democrats that I agree with, to be quite honest. I think the Democratic Party has become so radical, even though the moderates have been pulled in by the radicals on the on the left, the progressives. So, you know, we look at the what's going on out there. And this report that we just came out with uh, 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 is unbelievable. We actually tracked, it's called the Hate Crimes Accessibility Project. We looked at 94% of the anti-Jewish assaults between 2018 and 2022 were directed against the Jewish people. I mean, it's unbelievable. And specifically against Jews who are identifiably Jewish, meaning Hasidic Jews, Orthodox Jews. If I walk down the street... If I take my yarmulke off, maybe you won't be sure if I'm a Jew or not. But if I put my yarmulke on, or if I'm wearing the Star of David, or if I'm dressed in a certain way, the the enemy, the anti-Semites, oh, that's a Jew. Mm-hmm. You know, you could go to Wall Street and people walking around, there are many Jews. You will not be able to differentiate between one person and the other. So literally, almost all the hate crimes are being committed against identifiably Jewish people. One of the things that we found, you know, in New York, politicians, I remember de Blasio and others, they always want to blame white people, white supremacists for the anti-Semitism in New York, right? I mean, I remember Bill de Blasio, white supremacists, white supremacists, it made no sense. What we show in our report, I mean, this is unbelievable, that 
97% of the attacks upon Jews are being committed by other minorities. 70% by blacks. Now, no one is blaming any particular community. Oh, by the way, guess how many white people, from the ones that we were able to trace, uh, which is, by the way, 99 of the cases, guess how many white people have been involved in attacks upon Jews? Three. Three. Well, I'm going to tell you, I wrote an article last week I got a lot of discussion on that there's a new target that you probably don't even have in your um, report that because of uh, the disclosures of financials for uh, election campaigns, uh, Jews are now being targeted because they may have given to the uh, party that uh, is not in uh, office. And I've been hearing several people being targeted now because it's very obvious that religious Jews donated to Republican causes and candidates, and now they are being targeted afterwards. And they they really fear getting involved in politics again. Yeah. You know, Cindy, uh, for the Jewish people, uh, you know, the bad news is that anti-Semitism is out of control. The bad news is that Jews are being assaulted in the streets of our cities and nationwide. The numbers don't lie from the FBI. Uh, You know, uh, we are a tiny percentage of the population. Let me, let me mention something else that uh, that people are just not aware. You know, when you ask people, uh, how many Jews are there in the world? You know, the Jewish people. It's always the Jewish people. You know, you didn't get a job. Oh, it was it was the Jewish people. Uh, the, we control the banks. We control the media. Whatever your problem is, you know, Jews are the perfect scapegoat historically, and nothing. Nothing has changed. So how many Jews are there in the world? People respond, 100 million, 200 million? Because we're so much in the news and and so on and so forth. 15 million. 15 million out of 7 billion. Or is it 8 billion? Excuse me. 8 billion people in the world. 15 million Jews. And it seems that so many people are so preoccupied with the Jewish people, Cindy. It's it's insane. Doesn't make sense. And yet, you talk to people. They want to marry Jewish men. They want to be involved with Jewish businesses. I mean, they think we run all the Jewish media. You know, every every media is Jewish. We are just a small part of it. I mean, the a very small, very but small. But we, part. what makes us so survive all of this i do believe is because of the assimilation factor that we think about everyone besides us and working together and no other group does that the way jews do so it's our you know it's our best of times and worst of times it causes the anti-semitism but it's also one of the reasons we survive and thrive because we adjust to where we have to live and we thrive there Right, right. Look, uh, we're not going anywhere, Cindy. Right? Absolutely I mean, with all not. the tragedy, with all all the things that have happened in history, for those who truly study history, you know, uh, in my family, you know, for me personally, uh, at least one book a week of history that I finish. At least, I mean, uh, it's nonstop because the more I read, the more I recognize that I don't know. So it's constantly reading and studying and trying to understand the history of the Jewish people and what happened uh, and the pogroms throughout history. 
I mean, literally hundreds of thousands of Jews being murdered for no reason that is discernible. It doesn't. By the way, anti-Semitism doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a bit. It's the big lie. It's a, it, you know facts don't matter. Don't confuse me with the facts. And then the Holocaust. Hindu, uh, we shouldn't be here anymore, Cindy. The Jewish people it makes no sense. Right, you know, and and, and that has happened in Jew in, in history. We shouldn't be here, and you know what? We're kicking. We're here, and we ain't going anywhere. I will tell you, with the rise and alarming rates of anti-Semitism around the world, we just celebrated Hanukkah, and what did we see through social media in Berlin, in London, all over the, the country, in in places that you don't even think Jews exist? Menorahs were lit up. Lock, you know, potato lockers were, were eaten and people were celebrating miracles. So I, I want it. We're running out of time. I do want to thank you for coming on. We do have to have you more often because you really are the authority on anti-Semitism and you have lived it from inside the political arena, outside the political arena, in the state of Israel and around the world, wherever history needs to, uh, is happening, you are there being at the forefront of fighting anti-Semitism. And I just want to say, Cindy, that part of my connection is having a mother, she's not with us anymore, who went to Auschwitz in 1944. Her whole family was taken to Auschwitz. And the day they arrived, her mother and other members of the family went straight to the gas chambers. That's real. Anti-Semitism, hate, directed against the Jewish people, God forbid, if it's not checked, not dealt with, can lead to the kind of things. I, I, I had no grandparents because they were Jews and they didn't deserve to live. So said Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. And they had a lot of supporters. Uh, I just want to urge your listeners a brief and visual history of anti-Semitism on Amazon. I guarantee you that you will thank Cindy. You will thank us because this book is like nothing you've ever seen before. And I'm going to share it through my outlets as well. And again, the organization Americans Against Anti-Semitism. And I know Dove as a personal friend. And I could tell you this man fights from his heart. It's not just Thank saying you. the words. He lives, breathes, and dies fighting. And when and he Cindy, says you're no just... different. You're no different. You're no. Uh, the only thing I know about you is always being out there in the arena to stand up, to fight, to speak out. And you know, you do that all the time. That's all I know about you. You're a fighter. Well it takes one to know one. And unfortunately, we don't have, we're, we're in a small group. We're always the same few leaders in the same arena at a protest, whether it was fighting the Iran nuclear deal or fighting a hate crime. We need help from our non-Jewish friends who so graciously want to help out because we are there for you fighting all hate. Read the book to learn about where these roots of hate come from right, and you'll right. see you could relate to this and we have a common ground to solve problems and we don't even need government to help us we need just a group of common sense people and we could take care of it on our own absolutely thank you so much appreciate it thank you for starting off the new year on a positive note with a great book about how we can combat anti-semitism 
Welcome back to the Jewess Patriot. As many of you know, I am a noted education activist on all levels of education and improving the community of parents, staff, and students so that our children, which is our future, have the best quality education possible. I am fortunate enough enough to live in a neighborhood where I have watched parents get together and advocate for their children's needs in such a successful way. I am going to share with you some of the information I have learned recently and that I want to share with you so that you can see how parents successfully work for uh, education, especially for children with special needs. Joining us today from Kulanu are Dina Rosenberg and Rachel Berg. Dina, please tell us a little bit about Kulanu and how it started and became such a success because I admire everybody involved in Kulanu and and how you help children really develop uh, themselves and become not only academically uh, successful, but socially acceptable as well. First, thank you for having us here today. We really appreciate the opportunity to discuss this really important topic. Uh, Kulanu uh, started over 20 years ago by concerned parents. Uh, There were about five families who had children with special needs, and they noticed that their children with special needs had a very different life experience than their other children. Uh, Their other children were invited for play dates and part of Little League and part of their synagogue activities and really just part of the larger community. Yet their children with special needs did not experience that same uh, freedom and interactive life that their other children did. And they noted there was a deficit within our community and they were right. They came together and they decided to start a school for children with special needs Uh, which also offers social services and is very community-minded. So five families came together through the recognition that our community had a deficit, and they got together around a kitchen table and decided to start a school that can meet their children's educational and social needs while helping to embed them into their community. And Kulani was born. Uh, We started out as a school program um, and social services program. Over 20 years later, we've grown and morphed. Obviously, our adorable children that started our program get older with us, and they needed adult services. So then we added additional programming to support adults uh, who have special needs. And that's who we are today. Uh, It's really exciting to be able to meet a child as a youngster needing educational and social support and helping to Uh, follow them and their families, supporting them through adulthood. It's really quite remarkable and truly an honor to be able to be that involved with families and getting to know them and being there for them. Um, And that, that, um, that parent involvement was essential to our development. And look how far their kitchen table meeting took us. It's incredible. And it grows every single year. And what's nice about Kulanu is that it really is a part of the community. They take part now in so many community events that uh, it is so well recognized for the work that they do, Just not just within the school building, 
but outside of it and how they have integrated uh, their students, their families into an entire community and uh, involvement. Rachel. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Rachel is joining us to talk about a very special event that I am going to be honored to participate in. And it is a fundraiser. And what's very unique about this fundraiser is that one thing we have to discuss when we talk about budgets, and I discuss this all the time on the show about knowing local governments and state governments, those are the people that determine your education budgets that are closest to you and that closest access. Kulanu really funds a a lot of this itself, from what I understand. So tell us a little bit about the fundraiser you're having. So the fundraiser that we have is called Denim and Diamonds. It's Saturday, January 7th, 2023, at the Sephardic Temple, 8 p.m. And the purpose of this fundraiser is to support our scholarship and financial aid programs. About 98% of our students depend on the financial support in order to come to our school. So this winter fundraiser is made to support the, that those programs so the kids can come because we don't want to turn anybody away. And a lot of these people have, a lot of these parents and families, they just don't have the money to fully you know, pay out their tuition. So this event is very, very important. However, it is a fun event. It's not like an annual dinner where someone is honored and you're listening to 20 speeches. This is a fun night out. It's for everybody. It's for parents who can just like sit down, chill out and talk to other parents and what's going on in their lives. There's cornhole, there's billiards, there's darts. It's all eat night, lavish buffet. You're listening to a country classic rock band the entire night. You are just engaging and sitting and you're wearing, not in cocktail attire. You are coming in your denim and your best bling and you're just going to have a nice night out and it's tax deductible. So I, I do want to point out that this is a local event, but this is a national issue. And I, I brought you guys on the show because I, I want people to see You know, I get calls from all over the country and people are frustrated with a lot of things going on with the education system. Here Mm -hmm. is a sample. Here's a great example of people volunteering their time who were concerned and put together a a school, managed to get together staff, curriculum, integrate themselves within a community. And it's a great model. How can people around the country learn more about Kulanu and ask questions about this? Because if they could do it in our little community, they can build this up in other communities. Dina, do you want to answer that? Sure, of course. Um, certainly people are welcome to reach out to us. Um, we have our um, much of our information on our website, uh, kulanukids.org. And um uh, and I would uh, I would be happy to speak with anyone. We really um, were able to build a successful school, as you said, with parental help. But I would say also you touched upon something really important, which was the community. And the community, we really view it as our classroom. The community is as much a classroom as our school building contains. So we have community members who have volunteered to become 
um, a partner with us. We have over 100 businesses in our community who welcome our students in for vocational internships where they can learn the world of work and basic employment skills to help prepare them for their future uh, careers. And really through this community support, community help, we've been able to accomplish all that we have. Well, if anybody wants to come on the Jewish Patriot, any of your students or future journalists, we'd love to have them on and partner with them. That would be incredible. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Any last words before we have to head out? Because I'm just so honored that you guys uh, are including me at the event and are letting me share the success. We hear so many stories that are so negative about education. I said for the new year, I wanted to bring in a positive story and success. And there was nothing more successful than the academics and social work that you guys do at Kulano. So I would just say that we are special and apart because when you go to our website and you fill out the contact information form, you're responded to within 24 to 48 hours by a person. You are not going through coops and ladders to talk to somebody. We have somebody that is on intake all the time. You're reaching out to me. You're reaching out to Dina. And it's very important that you see that it's Kulano Academy in Cedarhurst. Because as Kulano is all of us, we're not the only Kulanos in the world. So reach out to us via our website, www.kulanukids.org. And for any questions or just email us, we are always there. We get our emails all the time. So my tagline is you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. And there are many non-Jewish followers who I know going to follow this up and ask me how they could get involved in this, or if this is just, you know, how their children can get involved in this, because this is a Jewish organization. So if we could just clarify something with that, that would be great to close on. Absolutely. Like we have um, family fun events that are popping up. One is like family fun bingo. So for $10, you know, you come in and you play like an hour and a half of bingo. It's fun for the kids, anything. Because our thing is is that we just don't want the fundraisers. We want fundraisers. We want to raise the educational issue. We, you know, we want to broaden our horizons to everybody who, anybody who has a kid with special needs, we want to be an advocate for you. So that's the important thing. Um, And so like we have fundraisers that come up. We have our annual community fair in May. I mean, we have so many. Right, but for the people that are going to be calling and asking me questions about the education sources and stuff, this is not just limited to the Jewish community. Absolutely. Again, I want to thank Dina Rosenberg and Rachel Berg from Kulanu Academy from Cedarhurst for joining the Jewess Patriot and to thank them for bringing such a positive light into education to start 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
It's Drew Shelton from the Kellen Co. Morning Show right here on the Real Talk Radio Network, 93.3, the voice of freedom. You are listening to the Jewish patriot, Cindy Gross. Of course, her show airing every Sunday, 4 p.m., right here on the Real Talk Radio Network. However, every Tuesday, Cindy joins the Kellen Co. Morning Show at 7, so you can always get uh, latest news and notes from Cindy on Tuesdays. So without further ado, I give you... Miss Cindy Gross, the Jewish Patriot. Good morning, Patriots. You are listening to the Callan Co. Morning Show on the Real Talk Radio Network. It is 93.3, the voice of freedom. Happy Tuesday to you, the 3rd of January. Dan is here. Kel is here. My name is Drew. And on the phone right now, the Jewess Patriot, Cindy Gross. Cindy, good morning. How are you today? Hey, Cindy. How are you? Happy New Year. Well, uh, I have a lot of trepidations about today. Today was a day I was supposed to be in Washington, D.C. Uh, as a VIP at a swearing-in, and I have an official statement I'm going to make exclusive for your audience that I'm sure we're going to have on the website, on the app, and that will be discussed again on my show this weekend, and that's, of course, in regard to George Santos, who I've known many years, mm-hmm. and today George Santos, along with every other member of Congress, is going to be sworn into office after winning their elections, and I wanted to really see how the investigations play out and uh, the um, what happens before I make a statement public, because even last night there was breaking news in New York that now the government of Brazil is looking into uh, previous uh, criminal activity of his, so we shall see how that plays off. But on a personal note, I just want to say that several years ago, I noticed that there were several questionable personalities starting to emerge within the New York GOP, and I had... When I had gone to many leaders, regardless of um, religious or party affiliations, local committees, and we, ex- with the exception of one leader who is a Queens County chair, a current New York City councilwoman, nobody took any of us seriously. And she and I faced a lot of scrutiny from people that tried to tell us we were wrong. Well, I have a very important lesson for America from both parties I'm hearing this. We need a better two-party system. Common-sense voters in both parties are just totally disgusted. There is no reason why a first day of a new Congress should be marred with such headlines, should be uh, tarnished with headlines about the Speaker of the House, uh, still voter integrity, extremes from both parties, I am going to have a very big article coming out later today on the Manhattan just about this, and that absolutely nobody cares about 2024 presidential elections right now. They think that we are reliving 2017, 2020, and they are sick of it. So the lesson out of this whole George Santos uh, situation is we have got to take control of our local leadership committees who put these people in the position in the first place. And we've got to have more transparency and accountability of what is going on in local Democrat and Republican parties. 
And Cindy, just going back for our audience that may not be familiar with this uh, investigation that's taking place around George Santos, according to the New York Times, Brazilian prosecutors alleged that he used a stolen checkbook and a false name to make $700 in purchases in 08 when he was 19 years old. Of course, he is going to be sworn in today. Uh, federal prosecutors in the U.S. are also investigating George Santos' sudden wealth after the representative-elect admitted to embellishing his resume. So just to kind of set that up and give a little background story, if someone in our audience is going, who's this George Santos character and, and you know, what, what's, he, uh, being under, what's he under investigation for? So he actually flipped a seat on Long Island, New York 3, and he actually ran in 2020. So this is somebody who was well-known in the political arena for four years. He was endorsed by very uh, big names in the political arena, media. Uh, he was the first supposedly openly gay Republican running for office to win. And, uh, you know, this was supposed to be the new face of the Republican Party. But as we found out, uh, you know, lying about an education or military service we know is not a criminal activity and it's very funny that congressman richie torres wants to have the george santos bill brought into play and to uh... Per- prosecute people that lie about that well he'd have to start with his president richard blumenthal pocahontas i mean <laughs> lying about a background is nothing new in politics a lot of people do embellish it sure. that's not the crime the crime is just what is going on with monies campaign finance is very very strict uh, there are very specific laws and we don't know what else is going on and of course people are very concerned now and i i have to tell you as someone who knows i've had george santos in my house i've had many parties i was uh, seated with him i mean he was somebody at first i was skeptical but then i saw all these major political figures backing him and the nasa gop was dining with him and and taking him places and and going all over and he was wherever you went george santos was there whether it was you know malaga or the border uh you know so uh, I, I just think that this is an embarrassment to America from both parties. Like I said, we had liars before. But most important, the people are just totally disgusted in America with politics in 2023. And it is not getting better. It's just getting worse. Cindy, we did put your official statement on our app because I know you did send that to me yesterday. So that's on our apps for people to see and read. And, of course, you elaborated a little bit of it right there. You know, here in this interview, this Sunday, you do have your show. It's back after the little uh, holiday break. It's um, at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you're going to be uh, fighting anti-Semitism and, and again, talking about uh, George Santos. So talk to us. Give us a little exclusive on what to expect this Sunday at 4. Well, we're going to be talking, I hate to say I'm ending, starting 2023 with the topic I ended with, because during the holidays, an alarming report in a brand-new book on anti-Semitism came out by Dove Heiken, former assemblyman, uh, international Jewish activist and Zionist. But I also have something very positive, because I want to start on a good note. Uh, I am participating in a program, and I'm having the representatives from the Kulanu organization talk about successful parent um, 
involvement in, in private education, especially for students with special needs, how parents in the community saw a lack of services and got together and did something to build not only a successful academic school for students with special needs and for their families, but also how to get uh, students with special needs involved in a community and work uh, emotionally and socially within a community. And it's really a beautiful story. You're going to learn about success. Education is a big issue in 2023, and I'm proud to bring you a positive story for a change on education <laughs> and how a parent does make a difference and a community does make positive change. I love that. You know, obviously, I get your show and put it into our network, so I'll be I'll be checking the checking it out because I love uh, this when it comes to education in, in special school district or just kids with disabilities. You know, I come from a family that has you know autism or you know just different forms of disabilities, right? So to hear that brought to light, I think that's going to be awesome. Well, thank you. And I'm also going to share thanks to the, the conversations we started here with all the food and the articles. We're going to have weekly columns up featuring different foods and restaurants and entertaining ideas that we're going to be sharing straight from our Tuesday conversation. So thanks to your audience and you guys at Kellen Company. We just started something new for 2023 that I'm getting a lot of positive feedback. Oh, look at that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, like it's been it. fantastic. <laughs> the app's been great about it, especially during the holidays. So we look forward to that, Cindy Gross. We always thank you for joining us. You are the Jewish Patriot. And, again, you're with us here on the Calico Morning Show every Tuesday at 7. And for the rest of our listeners, you can check her out at 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday, Cindy. And just remember, it's only the first week of the year. We have 52 weeks to change the world. That we do, and I hope I like we do. It. You know, it has to be changed for the better. It can't get any worse, I hope, anyway. Cindy, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, thank Cindy. You. Take care. It is the Cal Co. Morning Show on a Tuesday morning. We pause for now. We're back after this. Hang on. This is Cindy Gross, the Jewess Patriot. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on The Jewish Patriot Show.